on my brother's uh chaos rain show and um you know i was just giving my thoughts on religion you know black women and things like this and um you had a lot of a lot of the the brothers and guys from from there coming on um coming on the panel wanting to you know discuss it and the fact of the matter is is that jb gunner is a better debater than you than you black male savages <laughs> see what it is in the age of social media internet radio podcasting you have a bunch of idiots who've been given a microphone and what they've been allowed to do is proliferate their stupidity in order to further segregate the crux of my venereal infection. <laughs> I may retain my liquids here for one moment. I'd like to continue the redundance of my quote unquote intestinal tract because to preclude on the issue of domination would only circumvent excuse me, circumcise the revelation that reflects the aphrodisiac symptoms which now perpetrates the Jericho's activation. Excuse me, ejaculate my mind to the prophylactic of the bowels of society. <laughs> but how would you support yourself, Mr. Bates, considering that your reading comprehension has gone down every year since you've been in prison? <laughs> A very imaginative proposition, my man, that is to say prostitution pertaining to the cotec, you understand? Of the argument, I myself have immunopatized my liquidation, therefore, ergo, i.e., that is the instigation, <laughs> which is excessive cleavage, shall we say. So, let me clarify, or excuse me, clarify. You said clarify. I probably teach. <laughs> All right, what's up, y'all? <laughs> what's up? Can y'all can y'all hear me? How's the, how's the sound? All right, what's up, y'all? Okay, the sound is good. <laughs> what's up? Can y'all hear me? All right, the sound is good. Yeah, I, I I was I was, you know, I was thinking about <clears throat> the conversation that I had on um on Gab Channel a couple of days ago, and the the vein of the conversation was about was about you know like like dating and 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 those different things and you know dating interracially and and these different things and uh the last video I did was was I think it was one called do sisters need to choose better or is the problem the pool of men and I think if if we were honest the truth to that question is somewhere in the middle the answer is somewhere in the middle. I would think 
sisters do need to make better choices, but also too, if we want to be honest, there just aren't enough viable black men around. I think if we I think if we had to be honest, we would have to we would have to come to that conclusion. Whether it's because of uh, lack of educational opportunities, lack of um, well, because of high incarceration rates of brothers, the 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 uptick in the mortality rate of of brothers, then we would have to conclude that uh, that part of the problem is the pool of men. Then you couple that with the fact that uh, when a when a brother knows he has his 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 self together his stuff together he knows that the the black female dating pool is his oyster he knows that because he's rare because he's in short supply this is the and see this is the this is the issue that i have when people can't be intellectually honest because brothers can't come out one side of their mouth and say that well, oh where we're the prize and then turn around and say, oh, well, it's not a shortage of good Bible black men. You can't have it both ways. Part of what makes a good black man the prize is the fact that he's in, sh he's in short supply. We understand that. He's in short supply because they have all these societal forces operating, targeting the men, creating an imbalance and putting undue stress and load on the females on the sisters so these brothers so these brothers know that they are that they're viable they know that they're rare and so they and so they know that that commands a certain level of authority in the dating market can we be honest about that I see like most brothers who have who have who have something going for themselves, they're not settling down with one woman. They're not gonna settle down. Why? They don't have to. Like, even when you look at Ralph Richard Banks' book, Is Marriage for White People, that's one of the reasons that he cited. One of the reasons that he cited was because the, 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 the because the way the dating market is, the dating market dictates that these men could casually date into perpetuity and never have to settle down. Because because the ratio of women to men. But we want to sit here and act like that has nothing to do with it. Come on. <laughs> so I'm saying at least be intellectually honest. Well, David Monroe, I, I would agree with that. I was on I was on TRS the other night. And because some 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 of the individuals over there have taken exception with me saying women need to choose better. They take exception with that. And so I was over there having a conversation and I told him, look, I, I, many of these sisters are just going to have to come to the realization that, you know, for many of them, it's too late. It's too late for many of them. The types of men that they that they claim that they want, that they say that they want, these these men have to be cultivated. See, they have to be cultivated. And, and that's good. That takes time. That takes time. See, that takes time. And you do have this dual message that's given to that's given to sisters a lot of times when it comes to being that ride or die chick. See, like going through these different changes, holding holding her man down because 
she knows how rough it is for the black man. The black man got it rough in American society, which is true. On his face, it's true. See, on his face, it's true. But let's not act like you haven't had some brothers who have taken advantage of that, who have taken advantage of the rigors that is that's placed on black men and on black manhood. Like, let's not pretend like you don't have some brothers who just sorry, has nothing to do with white supremacy. He's just lazy. He doesn't have a work ethic. Has nothing to do with the fact he doesn't want to work. And so what you've had, you've had brothers who, who've operated like that, but have still used the stigma of what black men face as an excuse to ingratiate the sisters to deal with them and to, and to tolerate their shit. No, Brandon, I'm not saying they should lower their standards. What I, I'm, ask, I'm asking a question. If we're going to accept the premise that there's a shortage of good black men that's willing to settle down, should sisters explore their dating options? Should sisters explore their dating options? That's what I want to know. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm not I'm not going to be telling my daughters, get you a black man like that. I'm telling you right now. That's not the, that's not the criteria I'm, I'm going to give them. I'm just not. Seven fifty seven prime time. I mean, they should explore it, explore it if it makes them happy. The thing is that other men don't see them as marriage material. Okay, why don't the men see them as marriage material? Oh, Mark Lever said, I believe black women should explore. I believe they should too. See, because the point is the, the point is this. And see, this is where the gender asymmetry comes into play. See, because the ratio of men to of women to men is out of whack and is in the favor of the men, then it ramps up the competition with the women. And because the men want sex, that's what the women are going to use to compete with. Like you don't have, but uh, you don't have thousands of black women going to get butt injections just to get it. They're competing. This is the mating competition. See, and the way men compete is through is through success, through resources, through resources. So when you have agenda asymmetry. That's in the favor of of the men. It creates a high, it, it creates hyper sexualization because the women have to use sex to compete for the small pool of men. CD said, "What makes you think they don't, try, don't they don't try to? Many cannot do better or date interracially." I mean, well, we, yeah, I, I think there's truth to that because of. The European beauty standards. But let's not act like you don't have some sisters who, who, who won't do that because they feel this loyalty to the race. Brandon L. said, I bet if majority of black women get outside their race, they still will have children out of wedlock. TBH. I don't know what TBH means. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay, 812 Ricky said, I think at this point, black women should, let's be honest, most black men don't even want a black woman if she's dark-skinned. So those dark-skinned women are not going to keep waiting for lazy black men to change. I agree with that. Meta Doll said, "There's not just white men out there. I think I think sisters should I think sisters should explore their options because this is going to this is going to help to level the playing field. It's going to help to level the playing field and create a, and create more of a balance when it comes to dating. See, because you it, because what you have now is you have brothers trying to you like like this is the reason why you have." A lot of these dudes trying to push polygyny on sisters because of the ratio of women to men. See, you see, and that's what I'm saying. You can't continue to make these convenient arguments as men. You can't tell me that is just a, it's just tons of good viable black men out there for sisters to choose from, and then turn right around and be like, "Well, sisters need to choose need need to need to think about polygyny because they just they, it's too many women to one man." See what I'm saying? You can't you can't make both of those arguments. See, you can't make both of those arguments. So that, uh, I think that that will help to create more of a balance in the in, in the dating market. You see what I'm saying? That will that will help to create more of a balance in the dating market. Hold on, y'all. See, that'll give that'll give you more balance. <laughs> Because so long as these so long as these guys know that so long that as a lot of these guys know that the dating dynamics favor them, it allow it allows it allows them to engage in a lot of stuff they engage in. You see what I'm saying? It allows them to engage in that. Eight twelve Ricky said. I think a lot of these men know it, Amiri, but they just don't want to admit it to themselves. Yeah, I mean, you know, they we don't we don't want to be honest. And, and like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not ingratiating my children to, to Negroes just because just because they're black, man. I don't believe in that. They can say what you niggas can say whatever they want to say. If you care that if you care that much about the race, then you'll do what you gotta do to, to be with a black to be with to be with a black woman or a black man. Hold on. See, what, what you have is you have a bunch of Negroes who want to take this paternalistic disposition when it comes to black people. You see what I'm saying? That's a walker. Fair enough. That you know, that's that's on you. Fair enough. Like you like you you like what you like. Like, like today, I was talking to my son, right? Okay, Kenneth. Today, I was talking to my son. Um, shit, I'm looking for... Okay, let me see the email. I'm about to tell y'all what happened on Facebook. <laughs> and, and the reason why I didn't do it, I was supposed to do a broadcast this Sunday, but my, my internet was down. And they said they was going to come out and get somebody somebody to check it but I, ju I just checked it and it was working so i said let me see if it's and so i just that's why i just made the stream up on the fly like that hold on uh kenneth 
I'm sending you the link, Kenneth. Okay. I'm sending I'm sending my co-host the email. I mean um the link too. I forgot her. What's her email? Uh I can't remember it. Let me see. Yeah, dang, I ain't even really planning on coming on. <laughs> Let me see. I sent you the email, Kenneth. Uh, 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 Okay. All right. I'm sending I'm I'm sending you the link uh now, uh Vance. Okay, I just sent it. All right, yeah, but anyway, I was I was I was talking to my son earlier, he's 13. What? It's in that top drawer. I um I was talking to my to my 13-year-old son today was coming home from the barbershop so i asked him what kind of girls he liked and he um i think at first he said i don't know i said you like white girls he was like no and i said what kind of girls you like then he said i like light-skinned girls light-skinned girls are the best <laughs> so you know i made so I, put, I made a post about it on um facebook just to gauge the reaction of you know of of individuals on Facebook and <laughs> and I mean and it, it it was it was what I suspected what I suspected it would be um it was a lot of you know they had some triggered individuals um and stuff like that but see my thing and it, they said well what did you tell him I didn't tell him nothing because he's entitled to his preference if he has a preference for light-skinned women, why can't why why can't that just be his preference? Why do we have to make that more than what it is? See, and, and, and what this really indicates is that most people make take their political positions based on who they have sexual access to and who they don't. That's what it really shows. That's what it that's what it really shows. And, then, and yeah, yeah, uh Meta because one guy called me a colorist. I'm like, well, you call me what you want. But I'm not finna tell him that he has to date dark-skinned women. If he don't, if he doesn't like dark-skinned women, that's his preference. That's just what it is. What's up, Kenneth? What's up, bro? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, you know, you a star over there on TRS, man. They can't keep your name, your name out their mouths, man. <laughs> <laughs> Every right. single night is what. Is is what did a Mary do? I'm like, bruh, <laughs> you got y'all triggered, man. They was talking about you last night. You know, Big J. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, shoot, they, they, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, first, yeah, yeah, I love it though. What you just want to say? You know, no, I'm saying it's a, it's a great topic. Let me say this first. First off, okay, um, when you're talking about the ratio of men to women, are you talking about like men born versus women born? Are you talking about that, or are you just talking about viable? Candidate. Now, yeah, I'm just talking about just the date market because I because I understand that the numbers are, are roughly, you know, they're they're roughly similar. What you have okay. a, yeah, they're, the same, they're, they're, yeah. They're equal, I, but, I actually had an argument with a woman about this before, and she right. made me look it up, and she slapped, she basically slapped me with that information. Right. So, yeah. I mean, just so we know, it's equal. Okay. 
I got I got daughters mm-hmm. too. I'll be the first to say, yep, I want them to get the best dude for the job. I don't give a damn what color that yeah, what color exactly. exactly. Would I, would I like for it to be a black man. Yes, I would, of course. Right. I would. But you know, it, it, hey, whoever's gonna make her happy and do right by her, and even mm-hmm. with my sister, same thing. Whoever's right. gonna gonna make the, make him happy and do right by them, you know, and they do right by both sides are doing you know, doing right by each other. Hey, I'm 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 cool. I'm all for it. Now, saying that, mm-hmm. this is where I think again we always have the issue. And last night, I was talking to a lot of those people over there on TRS, uh-huh. and I I and for two nights I've been talking about this, and I zoned in on a conversation you had with MJ. Right. You remember that conversation? Yeah, I remember that conversation. Yeah. Okay. The, the reason why I keep zoning in on that was because I, I heard what she was saying. She echoes a lot of the sentiments that sisters say, black women say. Okay? Mm-hmm. She did. But <laughs> what I find funny is that when you were having a conversation with a lot of those dudes on there, mm-hmm. was she defended? Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and, and mind you, okay, now Again, and I'm reading the comments in this. I'm, I'm in the comment section of, of your show right now, and I'm reading the comments of the women. And again, ladies, I feel your pain. I mean, not literally because I'm not a woman, but I see it. I see what these women have to, what you, what women have to go through, in particular black women. A lot of these black dudes just ain't no damn good. I get it. Yep. Yeah. Okay? But by the same token, you can't have it both ways. You cannot, you cannot embrace. The thought culture, T H O T, embrace that culture and carry on like that, and then think that men are going to treat you in a certain way. Right. It's just not going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 just like what you was telling MJ when you talk about choosing better. You know, I mean, that's that's for that's for your peace of mind. Right. You know, when when you tell a woman to choose better, that. That's for your piece of mind, because you know what you're right. Like I said, these dudes, these a lot of these dudes out for one thing, one thing only. And guess what? Apparently, they don't gotta be better. Exactly. Exactly. There's no there's no social pressure on them to on on them to do anything different. That's what I that's what I keep trying to trying to tell these sisters. It's like that time when I did that. Um I had that that debate with Cynthia on her on her channel about do black women have to be strong and independent? And I was trying to explain to him that it's not a foregone conclusion. That doesn't have to be the reality. All, all you would have to do is just shift certain things and shift the culture and you won't have and you won't have to go that route. But the thing about it was when I started mentioning making better decisions in men, it's like they, they have this apologetic disposition for not wanting to deal with a nigga who's a bum. Because right. they even they even started talking about profiling and all these different things, and they were like, "Well, are you going to profile? Yes, I'm going to profile a nigga if he got his pants hanging off his ass, if he got mm-hmm. tattoos all over his goddamn face, if his lips blacker than night because all he do is smoke weed. Yes, I'm going <laughs> I'm going to put you in a certain category yeah, because course. they have they have no problem putting educated brothers in a certain category or brothers right. who dress like a Carlton Banks in a certain category. You think he's a lame? You think he's a cornball? So we understand right. profiling very well." You see what I'm saying? What's up? Uh, what's up, Bishay? How you doing? What's going on? Uh, not much. I want to get a, a sister's a sister's perspective on this because look, 
I understand what it is for many for many of these sisters. And the fact of the matter is, you got you got many many dudes out here who ain't about shit. And what and and they know that the ratio of women to men is imbalanced. They know it's more women than men in many of our communities, in many of our cities. These brothers know this. Like I remember when I first moved to. Atlanta from New Orleans on Hurricane Katrina, and that's all the dudes was telling me. Oh man, you gonna love it here, man. Shit, man, it's ten women. It's ten women to one man. Seeing what that does, it ramps up the sexuality. It creates a hypersexual environment because now the women have to compete for a small pool of men. They have to compete, and they're gonna compete with sex. See when see when it's when it's reversed, when it's when it's when either it's balanced or when it's more. Uh, men to women, it's going to create a competition dynamic between the men and the and the men are going to vie for resources and success to make them more competitive. You see what I'm saying? And our communities, it's reversed. And this is this is why we have high uh, STD rates. This is well part of the reason. This is part of the reason why we have our high STD rates, high abortion rates, and high single motherhood rates. What's your thoughts on it? Yo, me, my. Yeah, 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 you. <laughs> uh, well, no, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I agree because, you know, man, you've had this conversation. Right. <clears throat> so I agree with, you know, either making someone rise to the occasion mm-hmm. over you, y'all can move around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, I feel. like. I like that. Move around. Man, yeah. Yeah. I tell you all the time if you don't want to wait, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm not finna jump up and fuck you out the gate. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And if you don't want to wait or you got a problem or you feel like I'm too much because I expect for you to show me certain things before I show your ass this ass, then you can move around, nigga. I mean shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that's true. It. And I'm not gonna be fucked up about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, I just had a situation. Be. I just had a situation this weekend when I went out and went mm-hmm. dancing this weekend. This little young dude followed me around, like followed me around. Well, he, I mean, he, I'm, he, I'm 37. He said he was 33, but like he was following me around mm-hmm. the club. Like I went outside to get some air. The nigga followed me outside. I'm like, damn, what do you want? He like, oh, you know, you just you caught my attention, and I'm like, okay, so what do you look? Let's break this shit down to the chemical compound. What the fuck do you want? Mm. He like, oh, well, yeah. you know, I just want to get to know you. Okay, well, so I gave him my business card. He like, oh, you got a business? I'm like, yeah. He like, oh, so this your business number? I'm like, yeah. He like, this not your personal cell phone number? I'm like, no, nah, we'll work up to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so what's your name? I told him my last name. My name is Gray. Oh, what's your first name? Look, we'll work up to that. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. work up to that. If you don't want to work up to that, look, that's on you. But shit, I've got to do what I feel is comfortable for me. You know what I'm saying? And what right. feels comfortable to me is to have you work up to certain shit. When you first meet me, I'm not coming out the gate giving your ass everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's how it should it be. Didn't, it, didn't, right. it didn't go. It didn't go good because you know the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, he was texting and shit. And so, you know, we asking each other questions, just having general conversation. And then he did the same shit that I told you old dude did last month. The one I told you, I asked him, how long right. you been single again? And he told me he didn't know. This nigga did the same shit. I'm like, how long you been single again? Because last night you told me you were single. I said, how long you been single? Oh, I don't keep a record of things like that. Oh, okay. 
you're, you're done. Uh, 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 it's a done data for you. I'm done. You know. You're not. Right. You, you, what the fuck you mean? You don't know. Right. You don't know when how long you've been single. Every man know because in a relationship, what that equals to a man is most of the time, you know, how often I can have sex. You in a relationship. So you're going right. to be looking forward to regular sex. So you mean to tell me you don't know how long you haven't been getting regular sex, nigga? Get mm. the fuck out of my face. So he was like, oh, well, you know, um, how long have you been single? I said, look, your answer sound retarded and it makes no damn sense. His instant response. Oh, well, it was nice meeting you. Yeah, take your motherfucking ass on. Move around, nigga. You're not going <laughs> to tell me. You don't know when you single. Mm. That means you're not single. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and my thing is, because like I said, I was I was on Gab channel. We were having a discussion about this. And, and, and I'm the type of person where for me, you know, the end, the end justifies the means. And uh, like to me, it's the, it's the same. It's the same result. If we have individuals who are procreating haphazardly, but are doing it intraracially, where it's two, it's two a black men and a black woman who are just having children with without the benefit of a proper family structure and then you have individuals who are who are dating out and having kids with with other races to me the end result is the same there is no black family either way either way we go extinct see because what happens if you go and you look at and, and you look at how and this is one thing i said i said we don't have we don't have uh, homes in the black community. We have trauma imprinting centers, mm -hmm. and the prime indicator of of trauma in a in a, in a child's life is family structure. Family structure is the prime indicator. See, it's the prime indicator when we look at when we look at the life outcomes. What's up, Gab? You want the link? When we look at the life outcomes of of black boys and black girls born. To a uh, to a single mother headed a female headed household, they're going to be they're high they're, there's higher instances of poverty. There are higher instances of emotional, psychological, and physical abuse. See, and, and and what we do, we just continue to 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 re recreate this pattern. And what we want to do, we want to act as if somehow that's more that's more morally right for the race as opposed to interracially dating and my and, and my my calculus is no it's not it's in, in, in it's in effect the same thing it's the same mm -hmm. thing it's the exact same thing because what you're going to do you're going to you're going to keep recreating children who are not conducive for a family dynamic which is what we need to really to, to really uplift the race See, so that's so that that's the way I look at it. Like, I think it's I think it's problematic when the only reason individuals can can think of for black men and black women to be together is just blackness. It's, it's there's there's no concepts of valuing each other. There's no concept of loving each other. None of it, like none of these things serve as the as the foundation or the bedrock. It's all about oh well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be race, race loyal. You see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And to me, mm -hmm. that's that's weird. And it's yeah, it's like eight twelve. Ricky said it's counterproductive. It's count. It's counterproductive. What you about to say, Kenny? No, no, I'm just saying it. It is. It's definitely. It is definitely counterproductive. You know. Yeah. But it comes. It comes down to. Um, I mean, it's, it always starts with the men. 
You know, right. it, it comes down to us, us as black men wanting to do better and be better. And then, mm-hmm. and then, and, um, and then with the women, it's it's a support role in that. Again, <laughs> why do I, as a black man, always mm-hmm. always find myself? But let's just say, let's I'll just say on this sector, YouTube, having to argue with sisters in defense of their, them defending these dudes carrying on like this. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, why don't why if I'm ha- the other night, I'm having a conversation with with um with a bunch of these dudes that are quote confirmed black bachelors, and hey, that's them. It's their life. You know, they're gonna do what they want to do, mm-hmm. right? But I'm listening to these women saying that that this is an issue, this, that, and the third. You know, and this woman told me, well, instead of you talking to the women, you need to be talking to the men. And I'm like, uh, lady, I'm doing that. I'm having this conversation with them right now. And, and you're trying to run interference for these for these very dudes that you're complaining about. You know, Same. I mean that's what you're doing. You're 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 running interference. These dudes ain't a, these dudes do not have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. asked a Mary, you asked a great question that I have I ask any woman constantly. When mm-hmm. we're talking about relationships are investment. A woman is an investment. They should be an investment to a man. Okay? That is your time, your money, your love, your resources, all that. That's what a woman should be. That's how an investment is something that you, you hope you're going to get a return on. Okay? Mm-hmm. Or you, uh, uh, it's a sacrifice. Now, uh, Mary asked, asked this, this group of people a great question. The court, well, they asked him a question first. How long should it be before a woman has sex with a man. Now, mind you, this question came from a dude that brags about having multiple women. Okay? Mm. And uh, and Mary's response was, well, how long how, how long is a viable uh, what did you say, Mary? I think it was uh, before you go before you go into business with somebody. You know? Right. How, yeah. how, you know, you know, exactly. when, you know, and, and the thing the thing is, is that would you say, Mary? You know what? Uh, uh, is your is your womb? Is your body? Is your life? Is your peace of mind uh, uh, not worth as much as you losing five hundred dollars in in, a, in an investment because you're willing to take a flyer on some dude that you don't know? Exactly. Exactly. You know. But, and, why and do that, we value our bodies more? I, I said, why do sisters value their value their their credit score more than they value their bodies? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's a. I mean, and 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 Von said you spoken about this because you said you have a sixty day rule. Tell yeah. us. Tell us. Speak, speak on that a little bit. And 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 tell and like tell for us and for the and for the audience the benefits of having a sixty day rule because when I talk about the 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 necessity of having a time period, everybody want to act like I'm. What I'm saying is old fashioned. Or what I'm saying is somehow dated and antiquated. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know. My 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 rule is because you know, like I told you before, I I was married to a sociopath and a covert over narcissist. Mm. He could act and and be a certain way for a long period of time, but and he would act and you know and be and try to come off to you a certain way so that he could get what he wanted, you know, from you. So however long, 
you know, he needed to act like he was by far the best actor that I've seen. But I do that mm. because you these niggas be lying. They lie so much over the stupidest shit. And you you can't get all wrapped up in the in these looks and what they're saying. You have to go off of their actions of what they're showing you because if you're not smart and if you don't really have any control over yourself, it's easy to get wrapped up in some shit sounding good and looking good. And then the next thing you know, you know, you fucking. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you have to take your time and wait. Because like I said, you see how quick that shit changed? I told you, the young dude followed me around, followed me around mm. Saturday night. When he followed me to my car, when I just went outside, I'm like, what are you, what do you want? Is that your girlfriend in there? Because he came with a girl. He was like, no, that's my sister. He looked alike. You can't tell. I'm just darker than her. That's my sister. So I'm like, okay, are you single? He said, yes. So, you know, he then later on that night, he like, oh, you know, I'm trying to see you. I ain't done talking to you. I said, well, you, why don't you just call me on the phone? You got my number. Well, I don't want to talk. I'd rather talk face to face. Can I just come by your house? And you oh, shit. Me? And I just come by your house. You can just come outside. I said, first all right. of all, Paul, I don't meet guys and then immediately invite them over to my crib. He was like, well, no, I'm not trying to come in. You can come outside. Pause. I still don't do that. Well, I just met you tonight. There is no reason for you to know where I live at. Mm, Why did right. you say that shit to me? That shit is not okay. No, you can't come over to my house. No, if you want to talk to me, be a man and talk to me on the phone. But no, nah, that was just game because he was just trying to see what I was going to go for. He was, right. he was trying to see if I was going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know. Well, she, you know, she'll let me come over. So then if I can convince her to let her, to, you know, to allow me to come over and know where she live at right now and come outside and talk to me, then I can convince her to let her, you know, to let her let me come in. You know what I'm saying? Because motherfuckers be thinking about shit like mm -hmm. that. You already having, you know, the shit planned out about what they're going to say and what they're going to do. Because when he seen me, he already knew that he wanted to fuck me anyway. But when I asked him that straightforward, he lied and told me no. But yet you're trying to still fuck me because you're still trying to find a way to go to, you know, to get what you want in a roundabout way because you're trying to test me. I'm the crash test dummy. That's why he had to hit me with the, oh, well, no. You know, I ain't got to come in. I can just come over and you can come outside. Like, uh, no, I don't want you to know where I live at. I mean, I would see you if you pulled up on a camera or whatever, but no, I just met you. I have to be, you know, I have to be safe. Right. And the very next day we talking, look, he lying. Oh, I, when are you single again? I asked him the same shit that I just asked him less than 12 hours before. <laughs> oh, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't keep record of shit like that. This is why you need a 60 day rule. What if I would have been, you know, just extra mm -hmm. and and, and not trying to really, you know, ask him questions. And I just did, you know, uh, knock his ass down that night. You know what I'm right. saying? And then mm -hmm. the next talking, nigga, you're not even single. I'm not going to be fucking in behind nobody. I've been celibate for 15 months. I'm not going right. to break my celibacy on some nigga that I met at the club at 37 years old. Right. What is the right. reason for me doing all that when you don't even want shit anyway? Right. I haven't even talked to you to, to learn nothing about your family history, nothing mm -hmm. about your background. You don't know nothing about me. Mm -hmm. so what is the reason of me jumping up doing all that if right. I don't know shit about you? You know, I know some people they that sometimes they don't really want 
a real connection like that. They most people sometimes, you know, we do live in an era where motherfuckers this the hookup culture. They do want to hook up, but mm. not what I'm on, and I tell you that, and I run into this all the time with men because a lot of men think they can change my mind. Mm. When I say something, they think if they keep asking me or proposing the situation to me and asking me in different forms and, and posing the question a different way, they always think they can change my mind. Right. Yeah, and you know why you know why they think if they that? can't change my mind, then it becomes a problem with them because then they start trying to attack me or saying I'm too difficult or my standards are too high when they, you know, but it's like it's not my fault that you didn't listen. You think that every female is the same because that's what most that's what most men do. They they have you know a recipe and they recycle use that recipe on every woman that they run across. But then when you run across, you know what I'm saying a motherfucker like me that ain't going for that shit, then you probably will think something wrong with me because if you've been doing this for two mm-hmm. fifteen years and then you run across me and when I yep. say no, I really mean no. You know, and I'm not quick to jump in the bed. I'm not quick to fuck. I'm not quick to do none of that shit. You got to prove some shit to me. Why should I let you in this motherfucker? That's, you know what I'm saying? Why should I let you in? Why should I spend time with you? Like I told you when I met him, I didn't even give him my actual phone number. He had a number that he can contact me, but it wasn't my actual number. And he didn't even get my first name at first because it's levels to the shit. You have to prove to me, why should I even upgrade you to the actual personal cell phone number? Why should I upgrade you from calling me by my last name? Into my first name. What you know, I, I need to know. And I feel like a lot of women they just be so quick to accept anything. Why are you just accepting anything and feeling and feeling like, first of all, why do you feel like it's okay for you to just accept anything? And then you get mad and you complain about it, but then this nigga showed you and, and played on you, you know, right from the gate. But what you do, you pick the red flag up and looked at it instead of picking it up and examining it. You pick the bitch up and then you threw it back down. You ain't even examine the bitch. You just pick right. the red flag up and threw it back down. And then you sitting up here wondering why you got all these problems or why you dealing with a liar or why you dealing with a narcissist or why you're dealing with a manipulator. Because every time you get red flags and they can be small ones, like what he was doing in the beginning, he was trying to test me to see how far he could get, how fast he could get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hey, you, you know why? Down, you know. You know. You know why he was able to do that? Because experience. He's able, mm-hmm. he's been able to. You said it best. Uh, probably ten or fifteen years of him of him pulling that stuff on other women. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 he ran up on somebody that was that wasn't about that life. You know, right? I mean, because when he approached me and I asked him how old he was, he was like, "I'm 33." I said, oh, "I'm 37." I said, "You know, I normally." Don't talk to younger guys because, you know, the men my age and older most of the time don't be mature and be lying. He was like, oh, you know, of course, you know, he had, I ain't no liar. You know, I just, you know, as soon as I walked in the club and caught my attention, I seen you dancing and, you know, don't nobody ever just catch my attention like that. I had to know because he he kept walking past me and rubbing on my shoulder. So me and my Mm. cousin at the table, we like, who the fuck is this nigga? She like, cuz who? Why this dude in the black keep walking past rubbing your shoulder? I said, and he did it three times. I'm like, okay, why don't you just come over here and talk to me? You know what? What are you? I kind of had a sense that he was younger. I just didn't know how young. But when he followed mm-hmm. me to my truck the tr- to get my attention, that's when I asked him, how old are you? And he was like 33. I was like, ah, 
Yeah, no. <laughs> I no, will say, no, no, no. Funny, when you said he was a young dude, I'm like, you know, you said you was 37. I just knew you was going to say that he was like 23 or 22. You said he was 30. I'm like, man, <laughs> he tough. But you, you know, you know, you know what? Listen to your story, sis. Listen to your story. Um, it, it just shows how different these men are today. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I remember, I mean, when I, I mean, I've been, I've been out the game, you know, I've been out for 20 years, you know, I mean, I've been out the game for a while, but even when I was a kid, I remember men, even the, the boys, whatever, you know, we wanted to hunt. We wanted the women, women like you. Oh, I took pride in trying to get, get a hold of a, a woman, being with a woman like you. I took mm -hmm. pride in that because you know what? If you're going to give me a hard time, at least that's what, that's what I was raised. Men told mm -hmm. me. If a woman that you're attracted to is going to give you a hard time, then guess what? She's going to give every other dude a hard time. Okay? That's the key. Mm -hmm. You know? If you, mm -hmm. if you, if you be the one that, you know, you, you don't got to put much effort in, in, in working to, well, guess what? Don't think you're the only one. Do not think you're the only one. You know? Mm -hmm. These dudes, like you, I know you said it's hookup coaching, but it, it's, it's in this is ingratiating in so many different um, uh, 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 facets of life. And mm -hmm. that these men, everything has to be instant gratification. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know if he was really, if he was really, really serious about you, which obviously he wasn't, or, you know, about only for one thing, but if he really, really, really went to get, you, you never know what you guys might've been able to do together. You mm -hmm. know, even with him being, yeah, his background was cool because we got to talk and he like, oh, you know, I've been in the, in the Air Force and in the Navy for the past 10 years. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I work at the VA. You know what I'm saying? He had a nice ass whip. You know what I'm saying? And he was telling me about his college background. That's what we got to talking about in the text in the morning before the fuck up happened when I asked him how long he was single and he told me he didn't keep record of that shit. But, you know, we got to talking about that. Mm -hmm. He was telling me he had two children, an 11 and a five year old and, you know, and all this stuff. And you know, but I had yeah. that's the thing with him trying to think he could change my mind when we were at the after he followed me outside and when we back in and I got a drink, you know, I don't drink alcohol, gotta drink my little pineapple juice. So he was like, Hey, you know, come on, I'll buy you a drink. And then he like, you know, what can it take for me to get close to you? I said, For for you to show me that that you all about me. He was like, Well, how can I do that? I said, I have to explain it to you. He was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> and then so and then and then right there, I immediately said, Well, if you just trying to fuck tonight because you see me and I look good and you've been watching me dance, because he was literally watching me, watching me. You know, and I told him, I said, Well, look, you know, I, I don't do one night stands. You know what I'm saying? So it's the fact that you after I told you this. And then the next morning when we were talking after we were getting to know each other through the text before the shit got fucked up. And, and then he jumped up and was like, oh, well, you know, last night you had, you know, you had me, you had me wanting to do something. I said, do something like what? Because I just wanted to, him to just verbally say it. He was like, well, do I got do I have to really explain? We both grown. I said, look, I'm not a mind reader. I'm not going to assume anything. What did I have you wanting to do? He was like, oh, well, you had me wanting to bend you over and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I told you yeah. last night at the bar that that would not happen. You have to work and earn and deserve my, you know, shit. 
So, you know, why? if I said it last night, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to be different. You know, 12 hours later, nigga, I literally just told you, if you looking to try to fuck, I'm not finna fuck, so you need to move around. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I told you last night. I told you last night. You tried to come over last night. I didn't let you come over last night. Now we're talking 12 hours later. And, you know, well, less than 12 hours later, actually. Now we're talking hours later. Cause it's like eight o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? The club closed at three. So we, we messaging with this eight 30 in the morning. Cause he said he had to be at work. Like I said, remember he said at work, he worked at the VA hospital. So he like, you know, I'm at work. I'm texting. We, you know, I'm in my bed, you know, texting and shit. So this is what he's saying. So I'm like, if I already told you last night that I don't do shit like this. And then I'll tell you again, you know what I'm saying? Clearly there was no reason for you to even keep on trying to talk to me when you know that you you didn't conquer me last night. So what is the right. point of us doing all this damn talking when you know you just still really only want to fuck anyway? Because when I asked you, what did you want? Because I asked him, I said, well, what do you want? I said, you wanted to fuck last night and you didn't. So what do you want today moving forward? Well, mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know because we just started talking last night. You a motherfucking lie because anytime a man approach a woman, he got a generalized idea of what right. the fuck he want from her. And from by our conversation at the bar, when I told you that if you just trying to fuck, I don't do one night stand. So you probably need to move around if that's what you want because I'm not with the shit. You should have already had an idea. Then I give you my business card so you know I'm on my shit. Then you see my truck, my cute ass black truck with my fucking rims on it. So you already know. You you know, you already is sizing me up right there by all of that. Mm, right, so it's like, well, right. what the fuck else do you want, man? Go, you know. You know just... what? You you brought up another good point, and this is Mary, something you said earlier. Mm -hmm. Sounds like this dude is, is relatively well established. You know, I mean, in military, you know, he works at the VA, you know, I mean, and what did you say a little earlier, Amiri? You said, you know what? The dudes that, you know, kind of have things going on for themselves, they know it. And, right. you know, they, 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 these are the men that we need to, to settle down, pick a, pick a sister exactly. and, and, you know, and, and, and create a family with, um, um, uh, for the next generation. These are the men we right. need to. I told these dudes last night. You know, and no offense to the brothers that ain't married. I'm not knocking anybody for it, but you know, <laughs> look, when I was a kid, we used to laugh at 60 year old men in the club trying to chase women. Right. We used to laugh at them dudes. Mm -hmm. We used to say, You too goddamn old to be in the club or whatever. Chasing, look, things happen. I get it. You know, divorce or, you know, your, 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 your woman dies or whatever. I get it. These men are. Are doing are doing stuff that teenagers do by choice. As a man, you should be evolving. You you should not look back when you was twenty five years old and be in the same goddamn place at sixty. Right. I tell my son that my son is twenty is twenty three years old. Tarded. When if you're if you're at twenty three doing the same thing you was doing at seventeen, there's something wrong with that. Right. There is something wrong with that. As a man, yep. there's an issue. You, you, your, your, your life, your life should be. Look, okay, now you know I'm, I, I've done all these things or whatever. Me and my woman, we accomplished all this stuff. We've raised our children. You know, let's celebrate. Let's you know, let's like let's let's go out. Let's do this. Let's go. You know, let's take trips. We can do this stuff now. 
Right. You know, you go and meet these meeting these random women and, 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 and it's not just it's not just you yeah, this dude trying to get to the sister's house. Let's look at this. I mean, let's just make a juxtaposition with, and I hate, I hate to do this because, you know, I get the implications of it. But if you just look at other cultures and in, in, in our in our culture, what we would what we would call black culture, I mean, it's it's markedly different. Like in in, yeah. in other cultures, forty and fifty <laughs> sixty year olds are thinking about legacy. They're thinking about what they're going to bequeath to their children and things like that. And I and in our culture, niggas at the club trying to turn up. 40, mm. 40, 50, 60 years old. Nigga got Viagra in his in his glove box. He in the club trying to get a one night stand. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like yep. we do not have family building principles in the black community. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take exception with many brothers who who want to come down on sisters as not being wife material, but they they don't they don't they don't mind slutting sisters out and fighting sisters out but but then when it comes to settling down with a sister they're they're automatically problematic they're not submissive they're combative they're they're hoes and they're just single mothers all over the place but you'll go right over there and settle down with a woman from another race see what i'm saying now i can't with that well the sister's just good enough to slut out but Uh they're not good enough to marry and wife up constructive what's up man constructive constructive not on here anymore nope I think it's gone. I these people in the chat room with they quit with they what's happening family i see y'all put in a good fight shout out to the classy <laughs> sister on the panel all right yeah yeah man nah bro it's all good my dude what's up, you bro? right you're right about that what's going on kenneth you're right about that i think it's a it's a fucked up double standard where you Cause, and and I noticed that too. Um, any point in time when a brother get his weight up, the first thing he do is go right outside his community. You know, no, no. You got a sister on the panel here talking some good shit. So obviously they're out there. You know, but the first thing he do is go outside his community. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but when you but when you look at people like. You know, and I know people dog her out all the time. When you look at people like Serena or all these other um ladies who are, you know, an upper echelon places, they they do date black men first before they go out. If you notice, yeah, yeah. Serena was date Serena because I, I even did a video when that whole thing broke, and I said Serena didn't Serena didn't owe didn't owe black men an explanation and, and see that, that like this is the way I'm going to look at it. I'm not going to. I'm not so uh so arrogant. And presumptuous as to think that I can think um, on the behalf of all black people as this national group and not have my own personal individual life and shit together. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of times what it comes off as to me is that you have a bunch of individuals who who take this paternalistic disposition when it comes to, to, to regulating other people's lives, namely their sexual choices. Like, see, out one side of your mouth, you can't make this argument about you want liberation for your people and then want to tell your people who they who they who they can and who they can't date or mate with. That's just that's those two things are diametrically opposed. That's not liberation. You see what I'm saying? So being 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 in bondage to 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 white supremacy as an ideology is no different than being in bondage to black supremacy as an ideology. 
See, and, and that and that's why you at points you'll see me kick against it, not because I have a problem with with staying in your race, but because I believe that that method methodology is flawed. I think if you create a culture that cultivates viable good women, viable good black men and black women, then I think those two will come together naturally. And in that way, it's, and, and in that way, it's much more organic as opposed to trying trying to finger wag and tell other people who they can and who they can't get with or be with, and then tell them, well, well, your black card is rejected. See, so so then where, where do we draw the line? If you if you kill another black person over some hood street shit, should their black card be rejected? Should we consider them race traitors? Here, Hell it, no. is, here it is right now. You have men walking around who are guilty or at least implicated in the death of Malcolm X walking around in our communities, but their race card not rejected, though. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? And this is why at, at points it's hard for me to take these arguments serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hard, it, it's hard for me to take these, these, these arguments serious. I think if you just create the type of culture that's conducive to family, then you're going to create black families by default. So we, I don't even have to focus on race. And, and it seems that we put we, we tend to want to put style above substance. What's somebody's thoughts on that? The only thing I would say is mm -hmm. that I don't condone swirling, but I condone we have to be productive as people. And not everybody's going to get in society because the Negro has been bred to be his own self-demise and destructive for centuries. That's why you find a few that have so-called, and I say so-called, woke are the ones that's going to revitalize the so-called Negro or Black society. The rest of the majority of them that's been already degraded, engaged in this type of behavior, and stuff, they're just going to, you know, die off. I mean, because, you know, wait how this run now. Define woke, like when you say woke, because this is something, and, and I like at, at points, well, it's one of the terminology, but what we, do you mean? Go ahead. We, we, we can use the definition of it, but this is my perspective how I see woke. Okay. That we know where we stand, not only as country, but in the world, and what we need to do to move forward to get where we need to go. Right. Your, your mission, Amiri, is you don't care about anything but power. Every black man should know that he's in a competing role with other races of men. Right. And power should be the number one focus out of everything else. Because, like Amos was said, power is absolute, it protects you. And not only protects you, but protects you yourself and the nation that you stand without it you are doomed and you're going to be um what's what's the word you're going to be submissive to the other people that holds all the power right that's why this this country's trying to hold on to this so-called white hegemony or the state of whiteness as much as possible you know so they're going to do anything as possible the aggression you see they take from what i saw from my other brother's channel mm -hmm. when they not only this black man but that black woman that you told me today Right, That's only a snippet of their micro and their full aggression. Right. So that's what I mean by woke. All right. Well, let me let me let me speak to that because um, uh, and this is something I, I mentioned on TRS when when there is intra-group conflict amongst white people, then oftentimes black people end up as collateral damage. This is what happened with the Civil War. And this is also what happened with uh, with the culture war in the 60s and the 60s when you had the, the rise of second second wave feminism and all the and all these things. And I think that sisters should should, should gravitate toward the idea of 
understanding that if you're not under the patriarchy of your men, you're going to be under the patriarchy of another group of men. So even as we talk about the loss of empire for, for Anglo-Western society, we also have to understand that in, in, within that power vacuum, there is a rising Asian, uh, a Asian, Asian empire, China, Japan, Korea, these Asian, these Asian countries and those Asian countries are inherently patriarchal. See, and this is like when I was having that conversation with that one, that one brother, and I use that term loosely on, uh, on um, TRS, when he was talking about, right, he was talking about matriarchy and, and patriarchy. The, the fact of the matter is, this is the, this is the reason why much of our, our family dynamics are broken down is because we've never really had, had, had a black patriarchy or a black matriarchy for that example, uh, for, for that matter. You see, and in, 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 in the reason why it creates these problems is because the larger context of American society is patriarchal. So when you force the black family structure into something that's other than a patriarchy, then it's going to create all these all these types of problems. So what I'm saying is, is that uh, sisters should warm up to the idea of some type of some type of black patriarchy because the world itself, that's the that that is the global paradigm. This, this is how patriarchy developed across across the globe independent of one another see because it's an arms race so what happens when you have that first patriarchal society that 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 props up it's going to facilitate the creation of another patriarchal society to create a balance of power you see because it's the it's the males who are who oppose the environment it's the males who, who do battle and do war not the females not the sisters you see what I'm saying? And so you do have this ilk, this ilk of black men who want to hide out in the black woman's vagina and who want to hide behind a black woman and don't want to do what they're supposed to do as men, which is compete against the competing male group and vie for power. You see what I'm saying? And, and this is why I, I'm particularly amused by brothers who want to denigrate sisters for being single mothers and then will turn right around and give, and a message, give an anti-family, anti-marriage message to brothers. See, and, 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 and that just speaks to how disjointed and discombobulated we are as a people when we don't understand that you can't denigrate one without denigrating the other. Because if the single mother is a problem, then the Negro who made her a single mother is the problem. And whatever the dominant society puts on black women, they put it on black men, too. Like I said, exactly. there's no no group of patriarchal uh, men that's that that's rejoicing when they see a black man coming. You see what I'm saying? What, yeah. what, what they're going to tell their daughter is, you know, they make their women single mothers. You know, these men, you, you know, these men are, are hypersexual and, and, and spread disease and AIDS and these different. So they, the same thing you put on the black woman, they put on you. Mm -hmm. it, it seems like we don't get we don't get that. We see each other as as uh, two two polar opposites. And I'm and I'm supposed to be comfortable with consigning my, my children to that. When when I had my children, I, I, I that was that's not the frame of mind I was using. Like, okay, we're good. My my son Elijah can go here and and, and and deal with this black woman who think black men ain't shit. You see what I'm saying? That's not what I had for him. That's not what I wanted for him. And the mm -hmm. same thing for my daughter. You see what I'm saying? So for me, I always look at it as a binary situation. And only in 2019, with this American Negro, is having a balanced approach and viewpoint on the issues of family, reproduction, marriage, 
only ha- having a balanced approach to that is seen as somehow either being misogynistic or, or being a simp. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Then they, then they want to act like something wrong with me when, I, when I'm saying I'm not consigning my children to that shit. You see what I'm saying? They look at you crazy. Yeah, if you if you value if you value the black race as much as as much as you claim, then you'll put value on on, on the on the black woman if you're a black man, and you'll put value on the um on the black man if you're a black woman. But a lot of times, that's not what I see coming from individuals who who then turn around and make these statements. Like you can't tell me that you're for you're only for intraracial uh sex or couplings and then say out the other side of your mouth what have black men done uh, black men aren't worthy of respect you see what i'm saying like those who that's a cognitive dissonance <laughs> that is that is the contradiction the contradiction in logic well i think you, you know you, you're actually you're very correct i don't think you should sacrifice your children so that's no, no bs like that because we don't yeah. understand that we we're, we're one big nigga we don't understand that yet Right, you know, and, be, and if we understand that, then we'll have the uh the village raise the bar mentality. We, we will have people who actually cultivated more of a family structure that will be more compatible with get people like your children and others to come forth. But if you just have people running around doing anything on their own and not really caring about who their children mess with, any generations down the line, any foresight, you know, like the natives used to do back in the day. Right. Like how white folks do now, legacy and all that good stuff, and you're always gonna have this problem because, like you said, now the live stream, and I was listening to you, brother. I was gonna put that on Facebook. Right. The lower, the lowest of the low is outproking the people who are actually trying to do something. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then they want to try and justify like, well, we we still we still procreating black. Fuck out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? You might as well be procreating interracially because what because what you're doing is still counterproductive to the race. Like, like part part of the reason why you, you we don't have a viable pool of black men for these sisters is because of the dysgenic breeding, and I understand how we get the dis, the dysgenic breeding, but what this goes to show what happens when when that dysgenic breeding becomes culturized and it creates it creates a pattern a pattern of behavior that the children emulate. And this is why you don't see me putting up. Put, I don't place. I see. I'm not gonna put down single mothers and then elevate single fathers because I, I believe that it, it took a man and a woman to create a child. It takes a man and a woman to raise that child. And we know in a post-industrialized society, the best family structure for raising balanced children, whole children, is a, is a two-parent household. What a, what a, in a nuclear family setting? That's just what it is. See that, that when I when I look at the data and when I look at the metrics, that's what it conveys. That's what it conveys. So so you don't get to opt out of taking accountability for 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 your for your dysfunction by then saying, well, at least well, at least I'm procreating black. You see what I'm saying? I got I got eight different kids by eight different women all over the place, but I, I'm I'm doing it with black women though. See, I'm black. Whoa. I'm black, y'all. You see? Well, you hold, on. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Let me say something. You see, when when, when niggas talk like that, right? Uh huh. They tell that the, the father in their life that came and you know and see their mother and produce him has been failed failure. That's a derelict mm-hmm. man. So now you have these young dudes that have no direction because the mother put their sons in positions of leadership or put them in male dominant space. You're gonna have these type of males faking like that garbage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we have like a good, good portion of the communities like that. 
Because Mary. Once, once, one, once one person dropped the ball, it fucked the whole entire race. Right. What you about to say, constructive? I was gonna say, don't say that too loud, my dude. You're gonna you're gonna offend some single mothers, bro. I, I feel a flip flop <laughs> coming to your head, nigga. They're gonna be like, "Well, we can raise. What's wrong? What's wrong with single parent households? We can raise children, and it's not. It's not even a knock at that. I mean, like, like yeah, Omar I, mean, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I understand you got to do what you got to do to survive, and I mean, it is what it is. But all, all I'm saying is, is it's about what we put, what we, where we place our value, where we place our values. Because look, I, I'm not gonna, about to sit here and pretend like you have sisters who, who haven't done an excellent job of raising sons and daughters in a single parent household but the problem is that they're, they're, that's normal to them see so they're not going to have any problem in other words it's more normal for them to create another single parent household than a two parent household this is how it proliferates I disagree with that you disagree with that okay why why you disagree with that Vanshe? Well, the, the reason I disagree with that is because like I said before uh, you know, most mother like I raised my kids by myself. Did I want to? Hell no. Right. But you know, I had my kids very young, and their fathers refused to do anything. Mm. My son's father was, you know, when I got pregnant, you know, I was seventeen, going on eighteen, and he was thirty three or thirty four. He shouldn't have even been talking to me. Right. It took for me to mature and realize that, you know, when he was talking to me, that I should not have, you know, even talk to him talk back to him or you know entertain him when he approached me it took for me to yeah, get older and have my kids and realize at 17 like okay he was the adult in the situation you know what i'm saying like but at, at any rate you know and i say this all the time no who i don't really know too many women who want to raise their kids alone like i used right. to ask, I, I used to always ask both of my kids dads you don't even have to give me no money just come and get them and spend time with them and let them know you're their dad they refuse to do anything mm. and it's a lot of men who do that to where the woman is like you know you ain't got to get no money can you just help me can you get on while i go to work can you pick them up from you know they don't want to do anything so it's like well what are you supposed to do with everybody running around here talking about all these single mothers all these single mothers okay that's cool. I get it. But <laughs> it's like who uh, when you when you have situations because I see more women and more situations like mine than I see quote unquote all oh, she keeping the baby from me. I see more men who just refuse to be there for their kids and see their kids and spend time with their kids and come and pick them up. And I, I see that more than I see women being spiteful and, and doing that. Oh, well, you know, since you can't be with me, you can't see. I don't really hardly see that. You know what I'm saying? I see. I know a lot of men like to use that as arguments, but I don't really see that that much. I see more of men knowing that they have kids and whining and complaining. They run around fucking every, like my son, daddy. He was 33. I mean, almost 34 when my son was born. He has 21 children. He's I'm wow. 53 now. So how is it all the women's fault, but he running around being careless and, and just making and creating kids and refusing to do anything? So how is it? How is it all the women's fault? I could see. Right. I feel like I could see if I would have laid down with him the second time. But, you know, my me being 17 and him being older than me, how he was, he preyed on me. He was a predator. Right. And, 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 and that's and, just what well, he was doing. Right. I, I, I understand what you're saying, Fizz, but I, 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 
So let me. I told you that football was coming to Mary. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew well, it. Let me, <laughs> no, but, uh, you know what? I, I just got to say this, and I understand what you're saying, sister, but by, by the same token, I, I don't know what, what number you were in there at 21, but at no, some point. No, my son is so, the baby. My son is, my son is the baby. So you're so that so my son so is nineteen. My son is nineteen now. You know, so my son was the last one. But that's what I'm saying. Me being at seventeen, living at home, and the abuse that I was living in, and the childhood that I had growing up. You know what I'm saying? And me, you know, me running into him, I felt like he like it's like he seen me coming. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, mm -hmm. I, I'm 37. What do I have in common talking to an 18 or a 19 year old? We don't have nothing in common. Same thing with him. He, I was 17 going on 18. You know what I'm saying? What did he, what do we don't have nothing in common? All that was game and bullshit and manipulation. So, you know, and a lot of women, they, and, and a lot of girls, they get preyed on. They start getting preyed yeah. on early, 14, 15 years old. Oh, yeah. And, no, when, and, when, and back at that time, I didn't look the way I look now. I was bony as hell. I didn't look mature. What you coming at me for? Right. You know, it's funny that you say that because I used to see, and I'm not even that fucking old, dude. I'm only 25. And I used to see when I was in high school. Young. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. I'm a young yeah, brother yeah, doing it big, young, brother. Boy. I'm oh, yeah, a young but... brother doing it big, man. You know? Man, I remember when I was uh, 25. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, yeah, man. I'm trying I'm trying to build that future, my man. Right. Starting early. But, um, these, you I'm know, sorry, uh, these people, these men in this chat room is really a damn trip because you got men Grown men sitting up here. Why you talk? Why you talking to a grown ass man? Why the fuck is the grown ass man praying on a fucking teenager? That's right. the shit that don't nobody want to talk about. That men no. always try to look for a way to blame to blame the woman, but you are never yeah. hardly seeing no men being like, "Well, shit, you know, you need, you know, you too old to be talking to her." Right. Well, you, you know, know, it's, too old to be talking it's to funny. Her. Be, it's funny that she. It's funny that she mentions that because I remember in high school I used to see like 26 27 year olds talking to like fucking 16 17 year olds taking them to prom and shit. i'm like this is a grown-ass nigga like yo he's he's taking her to prom i mean he got the he got you know he got the beat up car and whatever but i'm over here like wow what the fuck and, he, and, and i'm just like you know yeah. yeah, these yeah. dudes in this damn chat room yeah, don't, don't, they, yeah, they just don't want to go in on their asses. This Derek Gordon, what made you an old nigga? You, what made you fuck an old nigga? You had nothing in common. Nigga, what made him want to fuck me, nigga? Shit. Yeah, yeah, we can't. Yeah, we, we can't. We can't sit here and pretend like and pretend like as if. Uh, she was the equal to this grown ass man. No, we exactly. have, we have nigga, to put I was at, a, at the damn skating rink, minding my own damn business on Thursdays, and here this bald headed motherfucker come. Shit, I was sitting, uh, sitting, yeah. eating my motherfucking snacks, and this nigga come, come up talking. Nigga, what, you well, know, you know, you know what? Are, there is no accountability. There is no accountability. Nah, they want to find everything on the woman or I, on the I, girl. I, I was a girl, I wasn't even no woman yet. Yeah, well, I, you, you, know you know what? what? I, and I, I mean, I, go ahead, Dennis. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I mean, I, you know, it's still, you know, I mean, I, in all fairness, I mean, you talking about twenty-one kids, you know, I don't know how much you knew about the dude, and we all make mistakes. But by the I same time, I'll say this: What could I really actually know? You know what I'm saying? It ain't I, like I had the knowledge I have now to be asking. I mean, I did ask him how many kids I, he had. He lied. He said right. he had five. And, 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 yeah. So then, after I'm pregnant, how many like, kids he had? 
Yeah, then yeah, he said I hi. So then after I get pregnant with my son and then all the shit come out about who he really is, this is like a year or so later. You know, I'm 18 now to have my son. You know, I'm that mm. my son was born premature. He wouldn't even come to the hospital and come Excuse and see me, him. My son was up. born two two pounds, seven ounces. So yep, yep, I had sister, a lot going sister. on. Yo, Kenneth, hang on. Sister, so wait, wait, did you um if you don't mind me asking, like did, did you have like a, a positive male role model when you was growing up? Like maybe a father no, or a father? I had a fucked up child. No, I had a fucked up childhood. My mom and dad both abandoned me. Is that abandoned me. I mean, I mean is that is that um Vanche? Yeah, yeah that's Vanche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I don't. I don't want you to feel like you're on the you're on the hot seat, man. No, no, me, me, no, I don't feel. No, no, I don't feel like that at all. No, I don't feel like. No, 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 no. I, I no, no. I okay. asked that. Yeah. I, I I asked that because see the thing is when you don't have nobody provide direction to, to teach her the game about this shit. Exactly. We can't just put her, we can't put it on her and be like, oh well, she, she didn't even get no blueprint. She just she just winging. Or even. <laughs> You know, or even or let me I mean, let me take it a step further. Let me take it a step further. Not only not only providing her direction, because I'll say this: you she's still seventeen, all right. If she had a a, a, a father, the number one thing fathers do for their daughters is they protect them. Okay, exactly. if I find out if, if I find out that you're messing with a thirty-seven year old man, I'm trying to find that thirty-seven year old man. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the thing the thing is because. Unfortunately, Fortunately for her, she's put out on an island where, okay, yeah, I mean, you know, it's something maybe she could get different, obviously, but she's still put out on an island where, you know, she got to think like a 17-year-old would think, which is immature, you know, and she's making immature mm. decisions. And that's where, the, not the mother, the father steps in and says, oh, hell no, you know, this, this ain't, this ain't going to go down like that, you know, and, and it, look, I'll I tell you. I'm going to tell you, for my oldest daughter, when she was, I want to say she was in the 10th grade, okay? And uh, I remember my son was on a, was on a football team. And, uh, and apparently the football team hired this, this college coach. I mean, this, this uh, uh, like a, uh, another coach that he went to college. This guy had to be like, like 23, 24 years old. My son told me that this guy was, was talking to my daughter, right? That's what my son mm-hmm. told me. I mean, hey, Dad, you know, the, 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 I, oh, really? The very next day, you know? I mean, I, I almost had to put hands on that dude. Mm-hmm. So, so you, I said, if I catch you talking to my daughter, if I catch you talking to my daughter, and I'm going to be honest with you, my daughter might have been talking to him. She might have been enamored with the fact that this college man finds I know why he's talking, trying to get with my daughter. I know why. I don't give a fuck what my daughter's right. thinking. I don't give a fuck. I went straight at that dude. I had to put hands on that dude. I said, look, understand, if I catch you talking to my daughter again, you're going to want to call the police. Right. You know? It ain't going to be yeah. my, I'm not calling the fucking police. You're going to want to call the police. Unfortunately, Lashay, Vanshay, I'm sorry, sis, I don't want to ruin your name. She didn't have that. Right. She didn't have that. You know, it's been some guy that shit in my daughter. You're borging out. Girls are young. They make bad decisions. You're breaking, you're breaking, you're breaking up, Kenneth. Yeah, Kenneth, you're breaking up. Damn, bro, you you, yeah, well, it. Yeah, you, you 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 messing with the disc, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, nah, I, I agree. Oh, I agree with that. See, that's why we have to be honest about about the the the, the condition of uh, uh, the community and many. See, and that's why I said it goes back to family structure. Like um, uh, it, Kenneth, Kenneth, it, Kenneth is exactly right. So we can't sit here and pretend as if these sisters have just grown up in ideal situations and they and they know what to do. 
You see what I'm saying? They just they just they just know what to do. This is a part of the family breakdown, the community breakdown. You see what I'm saying? And it's, it's much more problematic when you're a 30 something year old woman making those types of errors in judgment. You know what I'm saying? Now, a 17 year old is still a kid, huh? Mary, uh, yeah. Mary, what, what, where do you think these problems uh, mostly occurred? Like at what point in time where all this shit really exploded? I think it was the crack epidemic. To be yeah, honest. yeah. See, the crack epidemic, the crack epidemic, took it to a whole nother level. I mean, that's when you had full family breakdown. And you know what? I was actually reading. Matter of fact, let me see if I can pull this up. I was reading a source um, the other day, and it, it talked about how that many times, and many times, in in our households there was a power struggle between the man and the woman where each of them was both like trying to put, trying to put extra responsibility on the other when it came to the, when it came to the family and the household and those different things. I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, let me email it to myself so I can pull it up and, and show what I'm talking about. Cause I, I, I yeah, like, you know, I like what, I mean, it, it, you know, again, I mean, uh, it, when you're talking about where the, the, where this breakdown happened, the, the reason why we got these dudes behaving the way they the way they do mm. is because is because like and I am a traditionalist, goddamn it, I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I I I am very traditional. Right. Okay, back in the day, when you had dudes like like uh, and no offense to your baby daddy, uh, uh, sis, no offense. I to, do not to, care about that. Okay, nigga. when <laughs> you when you had when you had ten years <laughs> when you had when you had motherfuckers like that. Okay, and they found out that this dude was even if he was messing. With, you know what happened? The father called up his brothers, called up the sons, called up the cousins. They load up in the trucks with their shotguns. They grabbed that woman by they grabbed that girl by the arm. They said, "Today is going to be a motherfucking wedding, or it's going to be a motherfucking funeral." Mm-hmm. And that guy had to make the goddamn choice: which exactly. one? Yep. Which one? Okay. Which one? And if you ask any of these dudes, and I, I have taken this poll before, and you and, and I encourage any of the you we all know them, these guys that love to play the goddamn field, if you ask them, if you had a choice, you get this fine ass girl, but you know that if you screw her over, you're gonna have to deal with her with the men in her life, the the the, the, the male relatives in her family, you know you're gonna have to deal with them. Or deal with this woman that's out on an island that maybe is not as cute. Who are you going to go for? They are going for the the low hanging fruit. They mm. don't want to deal with that situation. What I said yeah. when I came back on here earlier, what I said was, what's frustrating to me is that when I'm on here having these conversations with these knuckleheads talking about how they're confirmed bachelors and they want to, you know, I can't even call them knuckleheads, but when they're on here talking about how they want to play the field and they want to do this and they want to do that, look, when you're young, I get it, okay? But when we're talking about, I mean, I'm 46 years old. When we're talking about men my age, God damn it, I have no respect for you when you start talking like that. I'm sorry. It better be a damn good reason as to why you think that it makes sense that you are going to go out and be jumping from bed to bed to bed to bed to bed to bed to bed. It better be at the end. And, and again, and again, for the ladies, it is your protection to make sure you are properly vetting this man. We're not exactly. talking about girls at, at 15, 
16, 17, 18. That's when your father is supposed to be vetting these boys for you or these mm-hmm. men for you. But when you're in your 20s, in your 30s, you have to take every precaution because I'll give you the example. When when you're when you're about to cross the street and you're or hell, you're about to cross in a crosswalk. So technically you're supposed to have that right of way is what they call. But if you don't look both ways and a car comes and hits your ass, okay, it don't matter that you that you you gonna be you gonna be the one stuck up in the hospital or maybe dead. Regardless of if you was right or wrong, you're gonna have to deal with those consequences. Maybe the other person might be upset. It might be, oh my God, I don't believe I did. But in the end, you are you are gonna be the one that's gonna be stuck with that child. You are gonna be the one that might end up having to have that abortion. And I'm not I'm not I'm not pro abortion. But unfortunately, some of these girls feel like they have no goddamn choice. Because of these niggas, and like I said, when I sit here and try to talk talk to these dudes or 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 have arguments with these dudes, it's disheartening when I see black women coming in here and defending or saying that I look down on these men or or I think I'm better than these men and all this bullshit. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with, yes, as men, myself, chaos, Amiri, and men like us are on here doing what we're supposed to do, and that is defending our women. Yes, she's not my woman as as we're together. She is a black woman. I'm a black man. I'll tell any black person, no matter what, you are our women. We are your men. Your men. We are your men. Okay, mm-hmm. we have to look out for each other. Right. You know, that's that's despicable. That's despicable. Right. Now let me let me let me read this uh because this right here is from um Lee Rainwater. Um this is a book that was com- that was compiled from field research study of the Pruitt Igo uh Pruitt Igo projects. I forgot where it's at. I might I think Chicago. But anyway, it's something I want to read. I I want to read out of this. And see, this is why at certain points <laughs> you hear these dudes saying certain things. See, if, if you don't understand, if you don't understand the ecology, then certain certain things you'll get missed on certain things. So when men, so when some of these men will, they'll blame it on welfare, they'll blame it on food stamps, or they'll blame it on feminism for destroying the home. You got to understand the, the the larger context of 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 what's actually being said, right? So this right here is um is something that I found interesting and I took a picture of it and I and I want to read it because this go this speaks to constructives. Um let me see, hold on. Let me make sure this is the right one I want. This speaks to constructives um a question. Okay, it said a husband responds to these pressures with prickly self-defensiveness. He is inclined to counterattack, perhaps most strongly when he is most aware of his his role's failures, when he is unemployed or deeply involved in outside relationships. Then he seeks to enforce respect by beating up the wife or the children or by aggressive outbursts that stop short of physical attack, but threaten it in the future. Beatings and arguments precipitated by a husband seem to occur particularly when there is a disjunction between the demands on him as provider and his ability to meet those demands. When he becomes unemployed and cannot or does not find another job, 
they also seem to occur when the wife becomes pregnant with an unwanted child. Such behavior is regarded as inexplicable by both the wife and the husband. No clear-cut reason for these outbursts or attacks can be pointed to by the wife, and the husband himself may claim that he does not know why he acted as he did. As he did. Now, let me. There's another one I want to read too. Let me see. Hold on. Where is it? I just had it. This must be it. Okay. It says. Conjungal role relationships characterized by a high degree of segregation can become routinized ways of organizing marital life. But as with other styles, stability can only exist in situations where the relationship is one in which such pressures abound. They come from the economic marginality, which affects the husband's ability to fulfill his role as provider. So we see at the basis of it is economics. It's the economy stupid, right? It says from the seductions and depredations of the surrounding social world as a result of growing up in that world. In the marriages of Pruitt egoins, a competitive struggle. Now, I just mentioned that a competitive struggle develops over time in which each spouse seeks to control the other's behavior to ensure commitment to the home. This struggle can can be to maintain high uh, solidarity relations in which both partners are heavily committed, even though their role relationship is on a segregated basis, or it can be to maintain an asymmetrical relationship in which one partner remains home committed while the other is free to cultivate, to cultivate outside involvement. Husbands often try to enforce a home committed and self-effacing role for the wife while reserving for themselves the right to step out when they want. <laughs> See that? Understand that? <laughs> Did y'all catch that? You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So what you, you had, you had, you had, what you had was brothers trying to get the, trying to get the wife. Like, like that's what I said. When you hear these, when you hear these black women talking about they not going to be the mule no more, these women aren't lying. Like when you, when you put it in a historical context and historical lens, they're not lying. They're telling the truth. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Where these women were expected to fulfill the man, the man's role and their role because of the economics, but then at the same time, the men still wanted to operate as as men operate. In other words, they wanted to have they they wanted to have mistresses and shit too. You see what I'm saying? So when you so when you had sisters coming coming in the in the 80s and 90s talking about I can do bad all by myself, that's where it comes from. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? So now you understand why today in 2019 you got a segment of men out there talking about feminism destroyed their home. You see what I'm saying? But yeah, you, uh, you, I mean, I, I wanted to read something as well. All right, go ahead. Yeah, this is from, this was a tweet that was put out by uh, Shad Moss, otherwise known as Bow Wow. Okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> huh? I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, listen to this bullshit. I don't want a relationship. They hold you back. I want a best friend I can sleep with, make love to, hustle with, get money with, travel with, shop with, club with, and live life with. I want a partner in crime, a life partner. 
someone that I can laugh with and build with, a woman I'm not afraid to lose because I know they'll always be there. Relationships are played, but a partnership I'll take. What kind of ignorant shit is that's that's like asking for a relationship without <laughs> saying the word relationship. Basically. He sounds retarded. That's just he sounds retarded. I, I I actually had a friend. Let me tell y'all something. I actually had a friend. Uh, this this sister was uh she, her, her background was Caribbean. She was a Caribbean American, whatever you want to call it. So this is still like a like a younger sister, man. You know, because she's like five. You know, it's like like three four years younger. And you know, I looked out for her, but she had this weird thing where she just kept dealing with uh the wrong dudes at a certain point. So I, you know, I just basically try to culture and basically not, not, you know, thought her out. But I was just like, look, if you're going to, if you're going to do certain things, just be more responsible, you know, about it. Even, even if he's not wearing a condom, you still have to protect your health too. Just because you don't wear a condom, you don't just turn around and say, oh, well, I guess I'm getting skin. No, <laughs> you got to protect your health too, man. You know what I mean? Well, I don't see what the point it, is. It, I don't see it, what, it what the two. problem is about wearing condoms. It takes, it takes two to tango, you know. So when I was, yeah, right. So when I when I was, you know, told about this, I basically introduced us to some to somebody, and I was like, all right, cool. This guy here, he obviously was staring at you because he was looking to your goddamn phone, so he didn't recognize that he was looking at you. A goddamn millennial. Well, I am one too, but you know. <laughs> so, you know, she, I gave, you know, I told him, hey, yo, bro, and I didn't, I didn't mean to sound, it was wild pause to walk up to do ass if he was single. He was looking at me like, nigga, are you moist or something? I was like, nah, nah. <laughs> you know, my sister over there want to holler at you, bro. He was like, oh, all right. He gave her the number. So I was like, all right, so here's what you do. No strings attached. Please fucking wear protection, okay? I know some sisters don't like wearing condoms, and men, some men don't like wearing condoms. But there's too many STDs out here and viruses to be fucking around like that. So, you know, so just, you know. So did you know a week later or two, she's talking about this nigga is being extra possessive and shit. I'm looking at her like, what do you mean being possessive? Was the pussy that good? Goddamn. He was like, she was like, no, I was just, you know, uh, he just he just feels like he could control me. I'm like, what the hell happened? And I was like, you know, you didn't tell me you want a relationship, right? She was like, nah, I just want, I just told me you couldn't fuck nobody else. I was like, uh, <laughs> that's a real. Hey, 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 Mary, I'm finna hop off, bro. Uh, okay. Uh, nice talk. Uh, nice, yeah. nice uh, show. Appreciate you um, coming on. All right, you guys have a nice night. Peace, brother. All right. Okay, yeah, you too, can. <laughs> bye bye. I'm back. Let me say so, something about Wow. Hello? Yeah, Hello? go ahead. Go, go ahead. If y'all didn't notice, I remember there was a stream that talked about this thing with the Bible situation before he became what he is now at 32 years old man. As he was a late teenager, he could have married Sierra when he was younger. But because he's been around niggas, the same derelict motherfuckers that dropped the ball around that time, 60s, 70s, kind of talked him and shut him away from that. That's why you see Bauer fucked up as he is now. Because he's around the wrong type of niggas, that's what made him so fucked up now. I said, listen to his mother, wherever that plays some tangible in his life. A lot of people didn't know that. I didn't know that. So it goes back to these same motherfucking niggas that you surround yourself with. Right. Yeah, he said that JD now told him that he don't need to be thinking about trying to settle down with her. 
Exactly. And he Maybe. said they was te- they would tell him, no, nah, you don't nigga. need to be thinking about that, nigga. Come on, let's go to the strip club. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Yep. But it's but like then, at some then, point you gotta have a mind of your own, though. Yeah, but want to blame? That's what I'm saying. But then want to blame sisters for being sick, and that's why you see me getting on these men because y'all well, ain't well, no well, more well, family well, or well, anything well, than these women y'all talk about. See, but, that's but, black, but, that's but you see, America, when I first came across you, you go at the black man very much hard before you know that shit happened. You know, happened. Right, <laughs> right. It, it disappoint as men. We have to check our own men. I mean, as other men, because it's serious. Because we're dropping the ball and. At the world we live in today, and how this shit's shaped now, now we can't afford to keep operating and taking these L's. You know, right. this European or this system ain't fucking with niggas no more. You know, yeah. and it gonna make it hard. It gonna put more of a applied pressure both on the men and the women. They keep playing right. like that. We're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and see, and that's why I told you that, like the other day, Cal, I said when you when you look at the 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 black male and the black female in, in 2019. What what we are indicative of is a powerless people. We have not had the responsibility of legislating power. You see what I'm saying? Like for, for the most part, we think and we operate as children because we don't run anything. We haven't had the responsibility of actually governing of governing a society. See, and, and what happens, and I spoke to this earlier, what happens because of our infantile state in this in the system of uh, asymmetrical white domination. What happens is the conflicts of our oppressors become our conflicts. Like it, we do the same thing with religion. You see what I'm saying? Like we 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 take on you know these these ideas of Christianity, Islam, and these different things, and it, it creates sectarianism that isn't even really ours. This, these are just things we've we've adopted. See, because we were just as just as enslaved to the Arabs as we were to the Europeans. So these conflicts are not, are not our genuine con- uh, conflicts. And, and, what I, and what I've spoken on is how we've adopted these constructs about, uh, about whiteness, both when it comes to manhood and womanhood. Like when you hear brothers talk about femi- femininity and what femininity is, what they're actually talking about are ideas about femininity that are rooted in number one, white supremacy, and then number two, Christian dogma. Like, like I, um, and Mary, I, yeah, go, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You want to continue? Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me finish. Like when we talk about, uh, I, I've talked about the coat of of domesticity, the coat of true womanhood, which is where the the woman is the light of the home. You see what I'm saying? This this idea, this notion where the woman is the is is the homemaker. She's the light of the home, and and, and you know, and these different things. But that is something that black women were systematically kept from. Because of the economic marginalization of their men, so from the very from the very plantation, black women's sexuality has been a form of labor. Their ability to, their ability to produce children has been laborized, has been a part of the labor force. This is why they did it because within the Constitution there was an auto, there was an automatic cutoff mechanism. Uh, mechanism where you could no longer engage in human trafficking. So this is why they came with the slave farms to cr- to continue to recreate us the, the the slave class because they they couldn't import them from Africa anymore. You see what I'm saying? So so the, so the so the black woman has been systematically cut off from what we know of as womanhood. And sim- similarly, the same thing is true for black men. Like uh, part of the reason why they would 
come and drag black men out of their homes and lynch them in their yards in front of their family was because they the, 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 those white Southern uh, segregationist Jim Crow patriarchs wanted it to be understood and known that black men did not possess any patriarchal power. So, so even when it comes to uh, comes to manhood and, and the way we understand and the way we quantify it in, in, in Anglo Western society, black men have systematically been cut off from that. But when you internalize these ideas about manhood and about womanhood, which are rooted in whiteness and white supremacy, then it's going to automatically disqualify each of you from seeing each other as worthy. So this is this is why you have brothers talking about they going to get them a Latino woman or, you know, they going to Brazil or wherever they going to, 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 to get it, to get a, to get a sister, to get a woman uh, to set a sister out, though. You're a slut. In other words, they say, well, we're going our own way. Exactly. I was about to I was about go to ahead. touch on that, Amiri. I was go about ahead, to touch ahead, on that. Go ahead. Um, see, the thing about that is, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's why I was about to go with it. See, the thing is, it's you find it kind of sad to know that since we fell off, you know, from ruling this world through Africa mm. and other places. And we've been ruled for so damn long. I mean, everybody, everybody had our women, bro. Everybody, mm. you know, every, yeah. and we've done a, we've done a piss poor job of, of protecting what's rightfully ours and our women. That's not to say they're property, but they're our women, just like we're their men. Right. And we haven't done our primary position as far as protecting them. Everybody, everybody know what a black vagina look like, dude. Right. So my thing, so my thing is the reason why black men possibly see other women as this quote unquote exotic, which to me they're just watered down versions of black women as some as some form. Right. The reason why they see them as so exotic is because their men protected them more better than you did. You couldn't enslave them, but they enslaved yours. Right. So that's why you see them more exotic and all. Well, they look because because. Your, your, your woman's been smutted out, dude. The whole world smut your woman out. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it to them. Right. They, they're not going to let you do that to theirs. So, you know, it, this, this, it's just, dude, this shit is disgusting, bro. You right. know? <laughs> yeah. It's just sad. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're right. And, and um, you know, that, that's, that's just, that's, that's the reality. And see what happens. Women, women are, women serve as proxies of power within the within the male competition within the within the competition between between men females are are, are serve as 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 pawns and unfortunately this is just what it is and this is why I even did a video and I said in the in the system of white supremacy the white man has two queens black men have none and it's, it's this isn't to say that black women are uh, aren't loyal intentionally to, to, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not intentional because if like Von Shea, for example, the sister gotta do what she gotta do to survive. And so if she becomes how we want to say strong, independent, and and successful, then that's just that's just what it is. But at the same time, it's going it's going to take an opportunity away from a brother. Like this is the way, like how many of us know that during the 60s, black men and black women comprised a greater part of the labor of the labor force than white people. Precisely because black men and black women were workers, but only because oh, yeah. white, 
Yeah, only because white men were buying large workers where uh, they they were they were outnumbered in the labor force. So so when you so when you see brothers talk about how uh, feminism made white women a, mi a minority group and it took affirmative action benefits away from black people, namely black men, they're not lying. See what I'm saying? That's why I always talk. That's why I like to talk about the paradoxical, nuanced nature of these issues. The truth is somewhere in the middle because JFK came up with um, with affirmative action for black men. See, because of the history of white supremacy and racism in Jim Crow, black women were, uh, were already the ma majority of the workers anyway. Mm -hmm. They were already a majority of the workers, especially in the cities. So when they did that, so when so when JFK did that, they did it with the with, with the mind with with the with the state of mind of helping black men so they could fulfill that provider role. So what is that so why he was happened, assassinated? No, that's Same. not why he was assassinated. Okay. But, but what happened, you see, there's all that's why I said intra-group conflict amongst whites. You gotta understand it. See, because even though even though white people are monolithic, they're still diverse. So you can have a diverse mon monolith. But anyway, so what happened? You had some of the some of the the, the, the segregationists from the south. Because you gotta you gotta remember, JFK had faced two issues with the with 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 um with the election, I think of 1960. Number one, he he was young. They, they, they people felt like he was too young. And number two, he was Irish Catholic. So he was viewed as more liberal. He wasn't viewed in the mainstream of American society. You got to understand that. So he was already viewed as a liberal, as a northern liberal. So what mm -hmm. happened when he when he came with the affirmative action um, executive order, then he was assassinated. Then Lyndon, then Lyndon Johnson came with the civil rights bill. What happened? You had another uh, an, another segment of Democratic Democratic segregationists who added the stipulation in for women to include them in the affirmative action bill. And that was a way for them to checkmate black men in the labor market by making women a competing group in the labor market. It was, but it, it, it that, that wasn't black women's fault. Black women, black women were already more employed than black men because they had to. Um, another thing I want to say: we take on the conflicts of we take on the conflicts of, of the of the of the oppressors. You see what I'm saying? Go ahead, Chaos. Another thing: there was also a PDF out here. I'm gonna find it. I'll share it to uh, Mary. When mm -hmm. talk about black women, have they ever? They have they always been like you know the Lever Beaver type. You know where they stay home, do all this. No, black right. always work. A woman wrote this book back in the seventies mm -hmm. about that. There's true right. black women. They never start working. Right. And another thing with JFK during that time when he made that move, America was already at its highest, and it was now going to soon be in their decline, which would they call the fall empire, starting the sixties, right. going seventies. America, the gold standard was just taken off. In one, and really, what I heard rumor what he tried to do because the, the America was not really back up anything financially, he was going to try back it with some form of silver, and that's right. what, yeah. And besides, you know, the war Cuban also, but that really was when he tried to put back value back in this country by the money, so you don't go to a deeper decline, right. and and where we see the countries now, they had to kill him for that. And after they kill him, you know, you know, these same people that run bank institutions and all that stuff. Had to sit there and accelerate the process of you know really declining this country. I say, all right, one person tried to attempt to put somebody with the silver. So you know what we can do? We're just gonna try to take the gold out completely now. 
And that's and it took them a, a pair of eight years. Right. Okay. That's why when the thing happened in France in 1991, they did that delivery because they want no person to come up here and, and tamper with the money. Right. Because you had you had an energy crisis in the 1970s too. You had yep. hyperinflation and energy All crisis. That. All the that. Nixon, had, Nixon administration. Um they made a deal with 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 uh with Saudi Arabia, um, mm -hmm. which which I, well, I think that created um the, the petrodollar as we know it today. It, 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 the currency of the country is totally fiat. There's nothing backing it up. Uh, you know, it's, it's not worth the paper it's printed on. Yeah. So like, yeah, all, all those things, um, all those things play a part. But JFK, I don't want to get I don't want to get too far into it on on, on YouTube. You know, the, 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 they shut the channel down or something. But, <laughs> you know, JFK, really? JFK was, was, was was a threat to the to the status quo for a number of reasons, you know, because of the because of his handling of the Bay of Pigs incident. Because because he refused to he refused to sign off on Operation Northwoods, mm -hmm. um, and 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 other and other he had a lot of political enemies as well, and 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 that's why like even when when you know brothers talk about Lyndon Johnson and, and him passing that civil rights bill, he had a vested interest a political interest in in passing that bill. He had mm -hmm. a political a political interest in pa passing that bill. See, we have to put everything in its proper context because you, you got to remember that he's doing all this. With the backdrop of JFK being assassinated on on live television, you see what I'm saying. So so there, there were political reasons why he had to do it. Even though you know people talk about he was a racist, he probably was. But politics is politics, and so for political reasons, he had he had to do it. He had to do it for political reasons. His for his own political reasons too, because uh, when 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 JFK was getting ready to to run for re-election, he was not going to have Lyndon Johnson on the ticket as his vice president because Lyndon Johnson was engaged in a scandal, in a corruption scandal. He was being investigated by the, by the, the DOJ for corruption. We're talking, we're, we're talking uh, bribery, embezzlement, murder, high crimes. So he had a vested, he had a vested interest in, in certain things playing out the way they played out. So you have to you have to you have to understand that history as well when you talk about. See, we we just want we are, we like to look through things sent purely through the prism of race, and you got to understand that there are other extenuating circumstances taking place. It's the same thing that happened with 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 uh with with Lincoln in the Civil War, you know. But but I got to get off here, y'all. I got to go to work. I kind of yo, uh, Mary, yo, yeah, Mary. I'm at work right now, brother. Yo, hit me, hit me, bang my line if you get a chance, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hit you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit you yeah, up. I'm driving. Um, yeah, I'm driving. I'm driving right now. I'm in Indiana. I'm going towards uh. uh wait, I'm not. Okay, I'm in you're, in, you're in Indiana. What part of Indiana you in? Shit, I'm on fucking 65 right now, going south. 60. Was that 65 north? Oh, you, 65 south. Is that Interstate 65? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Damn, sixty five must be long because when I when I when I go into um when I go into Alabama, like I'll be going into Alabama tonight. There's a that's it. I'll be on Interstate sixty five, and, and sixty five must be long then. Shit. Yeah, because I'm like, where are you at in Indiana? Because I live in Indiana. I'm like, where where are you at? Hold up, hold up. We're, we need to we hold up. <laughs> Hit me up on Instagram. Shit. Yeah. 
I'm going to bottom dash chaos. Hit me up on Instagram. No, no, no. Just cool. cut, cut it. All right. Good night. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me get No, 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 no. I'm, I'm here. Chaos. <laughs> Stop <laughs> hating. Stop Black hating. America, great Humble, or Humble bottom dash chaos. Humble <laughs> bottom dash chaos. Humble bottom dash chaos. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it. I, I ain't did it. <laughs> y'all are All right.